0: and welcome to yet another program as part of the solo edition of Beyond the Present Podcast. My name is Daniel Mulligan, and today we're talking about the issue of social circle management. A few days ago, a great friend of mine, who happens to be a great listener of our show as well, asked me to somehow talk about a very important subject for him, which involved social circle, as well as acquiring new friends after you leave, let's say, your school or your workplace, and you want to find new friends. So in this episode, I'm going to talk a lot about the issue of how to build the right social circle for yourself in order to achieve the kind of results you want in life. You see, unfortunately, a lot of the things that I'm going to teach you right now, unfortunately, are not taught, you know, in the mainstream. We're living in a society where people say things like uh, BFF or we're going to be friends forever or whatever it is. In this program, I want to actually uh, go against the mainstream and talk about the fact that the idea of friends forever Is such a dangerous idea for your success and happiness that I cannot think of any other element that can sabotage your success, your well-being, your health, and your happiness more than the idea that you have to somehow be friends with someone just because you happened to meet them, I don't know, uh, many years ago, and now you have to be friends forever, otherwise you're a bad person. We in a society where people value things like, okay, well, if I am a healthy person, then I can be friends with everyone forever. And this, of course, is again and again uh, basically been proven false by various psychological studies that proves that this is not the case and that you do not necessarily have to remain friends with people that somehow have changed over the years. So in this program, first let's talk about the issue of social circle management. Your social circle is made up of the people that you habitually, or I emphasize, habitually spend time with. These are not the people that you see occasionally or that you perhaps uh, are friends online but never talk to, but these are the people that you habitually spend time with. These are people that you greet on a regular basis, talk to, and uh, work with, perhaps live with, uh, uh make love to or uh, go on for example uh, excursions with these are the people that you exchange a lot of messages between, and these are the people that are in your life day in and day out, and they are the ones who are uh, basically making your social circle and as we've mentioned many times about our programs, we said that you are the some of the five people you spend the most time with, and the reason is very simple: we are social creatures and we are always. I mean always being influenced by the people that we habitually spend time with. No matter whether we realize it on a conscious level or not, that impact is always taking place on a subconscious level. Which is exactly why the path to prosperity, happiness, and vibrancy in life inevitably involves looking at your social circle and trying to manage it in order for you to somehow not spend time with the people that you should not spend time with and instead find new friends or contacts or whatever uh, you want to fill in your social circle. So for today, let me just uh, start off with a question that was asked by my great friend and he said, so Dan, uh, what do you think I should do? Let's say I just uh, left college or university and uh, should I just keep spending time with those friends or should I find new friends? If so, how can I do this? So in this part, we're going to talk about, first, how to manage your social circle, that is, to know which ones to continue spending time with, which ones to cut off or break up with. And secondly, we'll talk about the skills of networking, as well as your ability to make new friends, both personally and professionally, and how to build new contacts in your life. First, let's get started with uh, social circle management. You see, the fact of the matter is that we come from a background where most of us, again, on an evolutionary level, millions of years ago, uh, most of our ancestors grew up in societies with no more than 50 to maximum 100, 120 people in each tribe. This means that our evolutionary programming is wired in a way that we do not understand what it means to live in a world with 8 billion people. We cannot, there's no way that our brain, on an emotional level, can understand what it means like to live in a world with close to 8 billion people, which is going to be the you know future uh, population in the, in the coming years, this is just simply not possible for our brain to be comprehended because we have grown up in very small tribes most of our evolutionary history. And that is exactly why we have so many problems with our friendships as well as so much difficulty with things like uh, being hurt by, let's say, a lover or having to break up with an old friend or having to somehow uh, basically say no to someone that we know personally or professionally because we are coming from that evolutionary background from that background where if I said no to one of my tribe, basically members, or if one of the girls in the tribes rejected me, or if one of the you know uh, hunters in the tribe was offended by me, then the rest of my survival would have been affected very negatively, and that 's true because just guys go back to millions of years ago where We lived as hunters and gatherers, okay? So we were, like, hunting all the time, gathering, trying to move around, get stuff. And we lived in small tribes, always on the move. So as hunters and gatherers, we realized that if we want to move along, we got to get along with other people. And if there was any chance of failure or frustration among the members of tribes, oftentimes that would have meant a serious punishment. For example, if we had, let's say, three or four friends in the tribe and we somehow made them upset... These guys could then spread out that rumor throughout the tribe, and we would have felt extremely isolated. Maybe even perhaps these guys would go and talk to the tribe leader and forced us out of that tribe. Now we had to live on our own alone, and at that time, living outside the tribe would often meant death. So because of that, we have this serious, ridiculous evolutionary uh, wiring that makes us so much afraid of, number one, rejection number two disappointing others in our tribe and number three being disappointed by them because if anything went wrong in that tribe the chances are the rest of our survival would have been seriously affected if one person in the tribe would have then spread rumors about us would say oh this guy is like this and this such and such and now the whole tribe would have heard of it and now we could have actually been exiled from you know from that tribe and now we had no chance of survival The same issue also occurs with respect to reproduction. Let's say I went to one of the girls in the tribe of about 50 or 100 people. Uh, At that time, we perhaps had an option of, let's say, three or four mates because many of those women were perhaps already engaged. They they were parents. They were old. They were sick. So let's say we had an option of two or three healthy young ladies in our tribe that we could actually mate with. Just imagine if I went to one of these girls and said, In that language, hello, my name is Daniel, and I want to mate with you. For example, in that old-fashioned tribal language, uh, you know, uh, in in that world without any civilization, if that girl by any chance would have rejected me, not only that girl would have rejected me, all the other girls would have seen me being rejected by her, and all of a sudden, the whole tribe would have thought of me to be a loser, and I probably would have never found a mate to, to pass on my genes with, right? So, because of this, you can see... That harsh evolutionary background will then make us extremely sensitive about things like rejection. That's why every single one of us is born with the genetic inclination to actually fear failure, uh, as well as rejection that is social in nature. So if I fail socially or if I am rejected socially, then the chances are I will probably never ever regain the chance to redeem myself, and that would have meant the end of probably my life or something at that time. Again, this was our evolutionary background. So we came from that very harsh background where we had to somehow tolerate these situations. So uh, that would have meant that I would have probably uh, not approached, uh, let's say, that attractive uh, girl in my tribe uh, to somehow uh, propose to her to somehow become mates uh, unless I was 100% sure that she liked me because I would not have just taken the risk to go forward because if I had done so and those from those three girls one of would have said no, then the entire tribe would have known that I was rejected and I would have never found a girlfriend. If, for example, I had let's say I've been friends with that hunter in the tribe, the cool hunter, and we went hunting and we went basically out there in the nature, tried to hunt, and all of a sudden I made a mistake and then he made fun of it. I could not have just gone and just uh, said, dude, why are you making fun of me? Because if I had uh, somehow made him upset in any ways, then he would have, you know, used his social status to go back to the tribe and say, guess what? This guy's not a good hunter, guys. We don't need him in any future, basically, uh, uh, plans for hunting. We're not going to get him along from now on. He's just out of our group now. And all of a sudden, I would have just lost my entire status of the tribe, and I couldn't have even go hunting anymore, right? So because of all these things, on an evolutionary level, every single one of us, I mean, if you're listening to me right now, then you live in the civilized world. And sorry, your evolutionary programming is already done because that process takes... A very long time and just, uh, you know, uh, let's say a few decades or even centuries of civilized education and living in a civilized world of uh, higher population will not take away that scarcity mindset that we have towards people around us because on an evolutionary level, we are living in a world with scarce social resources. A small number of friends, a small number of mates, a small number of social groups. And because of this, because of that scarce mindset that we have about the people around us, we oftentimes tend to somehow stay in very bad relationships or friendships or business contacts that we simply should not stay in. At the same time, we're so much afraid of breaking up with or letting go of the people that we are currently in a personal or professional relationship with. Again, all of this stems from that history. That is why I explained to you the reason why, because I wanted you to know about why is it that we generally tend to stay in bad relationships, uh, to tolerate bad behavior, and oftentimes we fear rejection or negative comments by our friends and the people in our social circle. This comes from our evolutionary background where we did not have what we have right now in the modern world, and that is options. Understand this. Living in a world with 7 to 8 billion people is very different from living in a tribe with only 50 people. And the difference can be summed up in one word, options. That's right. You have options. Right now, if you were to think about your life basically... Uh, You will have more social options than you have seconds in your life. That's right. You have more social options than you have seconds in your life. This means that you will never run out of options to meet new wonderful people in your life, in your business, as clients, as friends, as colleagues, as uh, romantic partners. Boyfriends, girlfriends, I don't know. You will never run out of options. If you're right now living in a major city, you do not possibly have the chance to ever meet every single person in your own hometown for the rest of your life. Let me repeat that. If you're right now living in a large city, let's say a capital city in any country, you will not physically have the time to meet every single person that you can meet for personal or professional purposes period because we don't have that kind of time we're living in you know in a world where millions of people are living in one city and you don't even have the time to look around and find all the possible contacts or friends or associates in your own hometown let alone other cities in your country let alone other countries and other cities in other countries right so You cannot possibly understand this uh, level of abundance that we are now fortunate enough to live in in the modern world on an emotional level because our emotional circuitry is not wired for that. And that, ironically, is the key to your freedom as well as to having a vibrant social circle. It is tapping into the abundance that is available to you by merely having the privilege to live in the modern world and having the chance to communicate with people from all around the world and using fast and high speed technologies, the internet, and so on and so forth. So, I mentioned to you this background as a means of proving what I'm about to say next. And that is, you have options. And having options means the ideas of things like BFF, best friends forever, a client for life, I don't know, a wife or husband for life, till death do us apart. These banal concepts are no longer rational in the modern world. Because in the modern world, you have options. And all of your relationship, from my perspective, if you really want to make the most of your relationships and your time, should be conditional. In the past, we said, okay, we are best friends forever. This means no matter what happens, even if my friend happens to become a drug addict, or criminal, or a bad guy, or starts abusing me, or starts getting jealous because I'm getting ahead of him and he's not, I should still be friends with this guy. The answer is no. Hell no. So in this program, I want to teach you how you want to stop with that old school mindset of BFF or whatever it is, and instead understand that you need to constantly reinvent your social circle. This means you are by no means obliged to keep hanging out with the friends that you saw in college 10 years later just because they happen to be in the same college, Maybe your friends have not taken any action to take their lives to the next level, but you have. In this case, hanging out with those guys will bring you down. You know, Brian Tracy has a great phrase. Brian Tracy says, never make any useless acquaintance. And be perfectly selfish when it comes to choosing your friends and contacts. Let me repeat what I learned from Mr. Tracy. As you know, Brian Tracy has been a great source of influence for me personally over the years. And this legendary business trainer has been a great source of inspiration for me. And in one of his programs, he said the following, and I repeat, never make any useless acquaintance and be perfectly selfish in choosing the people in your social circle. What does that mean to be selfish? It means you ask yourself, what are the values and the benefits of, That I can receive from this relationship. Now, if you listen to us, basically in our previous program, uh, we talked about true friendship, and I mentioned the concept of win-win. And win-win is simply I give you some values in in our relationship, and you return the values. And no, none of us actually here is a martyr. That is, nobody gets abused, and nobody is a taker. Nobody is a criminal who just takes value and offers nothing. So. This is a continuation of what we just mentioned in the previous program uh, uh, with the Let's Talk edition. And this means that you ask yourself, what type of relationship or friendship, personal or professional, can bring the highest amount of benefit to my life? This is called thinking in a rational way. So that means... That the whole idea of befriend everyone and be nice to everyone. Well, you know, you should definitely be nice to everyone. I really believe that if you're not nice to the people you see, then you're a jerk. Let's be honest. Like, uh, nobody here is talking about being mean to other people. Of course not. This is uh, not civilized and it's not okay. Be nice to everyone. But that does not mean that you should be with everyone. Being nice with everyone does not mean that you are supposed to be with everyone. Being friendly with everyone does not mean being friends with everyone. Let me repeat that one more time. I'm just going to put it in your head. Being nice with everyone does not mean being with everyone. And being friendly with everyone does not mean being friends with everyone. Because ultimately, when it comes to choosing the people that you want to habitually spend time with, including friends, contacts, partners, business associates, or whatever it is, you want to look at this very carefully because that will have a dramatic impact on your well being and on your future. So, once you know that you are not supposed to be friends with everyone, you also understand that not all friendships are supposed to last forever. As a matter of fact, My experience tells me that most friendships and relationships should not last forever unless both sides are either both committed to growth, that is, they are both people of self-actualization who are in a relationship in which both sides are growing together, or, sorry, they're both losers who are just stagnating and they're just quite in the same relationship. So there are only two conditions where a relationship can last forever. If both sides are people who are committed to growth and development or both sides are stagnating and they just have to be around each other all the time. Because if there's any other case, if one side is growing and one side is stagnating, then the side that is growing must, he or she, owes it to him or herself to leave that relationship as soon as possible. Because if he or she doesn't do that, he or she will eventually stop growing. That is why, in this program, I am recommending you right now To take a close look at all of your relationships personal professional even family relationships you're saying well dude how about family this applies to everything being respectful towards your cousin does not mean that you're always going to hang out with your cousin right being friendly with your let's say aunt does not mean that you're going to always hang out with your aunt even with your parents you can love your parents for all the things they did but that doesn't mean that you will necessarily spend a lot of time talking with your parents if you know they're not the kind of people that you should somehow spend time with. Understand this. this. This goes all against our typical social programming, that be nice to everybody, be friends with everybody, and, uh, I don't know, parents are always right? Of course not. If parents are always right, then why we have so much problem in societies with children, right? Of course parents aren't always right. Many parents have psychological issues, and that will then translate into problems for their children. Many parents should have never become parents in the first place, but they are. So understand this. When you should not necessarily maintain a strong bond with your own parents, if they are not the people that are committed to personal development and growth, then what do you think about your friends or business contacts or other people? So ultimately in this program... We're talking about creating a social circle that is uh, surrounded and based upon mutual value, mutual interest, and win-win. And that requires you to simply say goodbye to the people that simply stop growing. Because understand this, if you are in a relationship where you're growing and the other side is not growing, then that person at some point will cause problems for you so that you cannot grow any further. And we need to stop that, okay? This goes also with clients in business. Maybe sometimes you're with a client and your client becomes a hater. She's so like, dude, you're, you're going too fast. I'm, I mean, in your business, you're doing pretty well, but I'm not. So I feel like jealous. Fire the client and move on to the next. You're in a relationship and your girlfriend or your boyfriend says, dude, come on, what are you doing, man? You spent all the time working and studying. Have a time for me? Sorry. It was time to somehow let it go then. Goodbye. The point is you do not want to tolerate being brought down by uh, basically a relationship or a friendship that is no longer serving its purpose because every friendship or relationship should have a purpose right now ask yourself think of all of your friendships and relationships ask yourself what is the purpose in these friendships or relationships why am i in these friendships or relationships uh, professional or personal why are you there i can assure you a lot of you guys probably don't know the answer like well i am friends with him because we were friends since high school Is that a purpose or just a statement of the fact that you were just friends without any purpose? Well, I met my wife and now we're together, although we don't love each other very much and uh, we fight quite a lot. We haven't had sex in almost five years and uh, I'm cheating on her, but, you know, we got a kid, so we got to be together. Why are you in that relationship and why aren't you divorced already? I'm pretty sure that guy doesn't know the answer. Because ultimately, we are creatures of habit. And because of that, we prefer to stay in the comfort zone and just keep doing what we've always done, including staying in friendships, relationships, and other forms of social ties that no longer serve their purpose. Understand this. Every relationship should serve a purpose. And if it does not serve a purpose, that relationship must be terminated. Period. Because in that case, you will then lose your time that you could otherwise spend with someone else or some other groups of people that with whom you can have a very productive relationship with a purpose. So right now, ask yourself, think about all of your close relationships and ask yourself, why do I have these relationships? Think of your closest people in your life, maybe your wife or husband, maybe your best friends, colleagues clients, students, teachers, whatever it is, ask yourself, well, what is the purpose behind this relationship? And if you don't find the answer, I'm like, well, we love each other. Well, that's very nice. I appreciate that. That's very good. But generally when people say things like, well, we love each other, what they're really saying is, <laughs> I really don't know why, we, why we're together. I just, I just feel like uh, that's the best and coolest thing I can say because I saw that once on television and it sounded so cool. So I'm going to repeat that. A purpose should be clear and a purpose should be so basically uh, understandable that a little child can get it. Like can a six-year-old understand why you are in a relationship? For example, you can say, well, I'm in a relationship with my wife because uh, she's the source of comfort and healing as well as peace of mind for me. And of course, in return, I'm very glad to actually help her. And I feel great for being a good provider and helping her to become uh, basically a great mother for our children. So she uh, helps me with my peace of mind and purpose. She allows me to achieve more because of her care and kindness. And in return, I have the fortune of uh, being the man of the house and loving her and taking care of her. That's purpose. Well, because we met and now I think we're in love, that's not a purpose. Why are you... What's the purpose behind uh, your professional tie with this guy at work? You could say, well, he's a nice guy and we have coffee sometimes and we talk about politics. That's not a purpose. We are friends and we work together all the time. We chat all the time because this guy, not only he knows his job very well, but he actually helps me to learn some of the tricks in my job. And in return, actually, I have the chance to uh, somehow help him with uh, some of his other problems with computer because, you know, I understand computer very well. This guy is not very good with computer, but this guy really knows the business. So he helps me with my business and I actually give him some tips and it's just a wonderful relationship. I really enjoy that. That's purposeful relationship. Think of your best friends. So why are you still friends with your high school friend? What's a you know typical answer that is not a real answer? Well, he's a very nice guy, and we met each other, hopefully, we met each other, like, let's say, uh, I don't know, uh, in high school, and it was very nice and it was very cool. And uh, we hang out, we chat every now and then, and uh, we talk about soccer together. It's pretty fun. That's not a purpose. The purpose is, well... I met my friend in high school and he was, since the the day I met him, it was obvious this guy was a man of determination and success. So by just being around him, I would have felt motivated to actually achieve more because this guy was the top student in the school, was always studying hard and doing his best. And just by talking to this guy, I feel more motivated. I just feel like, dude, I I want to achieve more. And of course, he's a very nice guy. So in return, I actually try to help him with some of his problems as well. And it's just a great relationship. Like I really feel motivated by him. That's purpose of relationship. So the key to managing your social circle is to understand the purpose why you're there in the first place. And here's the bad news. Most of us, we don't clearly know why we are in a friendship or relationship with someone. We just do it out of habit. And that is the biggest mistake you can possibly make in your life because that will prevent you from spending time with the right people. Because you only have so much time and energy. This means that if you are not spending time with the right people, you're wasting that time with the wrong people. And if you want to spend the time with the right people, then you have to free up the time and energy. And that often means saying goodbye to those friendships and relationships that no longer serve any purpose. You have to leave them behind. Now, this is not a message that probably you might hear in most uh, TV shows and movies Well, if you really want to uh, improve your life, you shouldn't probably be watching a lot of TV shows and movies anyways, but the fact of the matter is this is the reality of life and that the people who are happy with their relationships, friendships, as well as uh, basically their social contacts, they are the ones who first know the purpose and secondly, stick with the rules and refuse to continue the relationships or friendships that no longer serve a purpose. Now, once you know that, the next step obviously is, okay, so how do I meet new friends? Okay, I, let's say I, I broke up. How can I find new people? <laughs> the answer is very simple. Look around you. The people that you want to hang out with are there every single time. But since your mind was busy with those useless friendships and relationships, you didn't have the time or the attention to focus because you were so depressed as to why he said that or why she did that. That's too late now. Your mind was too busy with that stuff, so you did not even notice all the potential opportunities for friendships and relationships, both personal and professional, in your life because your mind was busy with all the problems and bullshit. And the good news is this. Once you free up the bullshit, once your mind and attention is freed up by you taking the initiative to end the relationship firmly and assertively, now your, your mind starts looking around. All of a sudden, you see the potentials and possibilities of friendships and relationships that you failed to see because now you freed up the mental bandwidth and you can use that to find new contacts. And the key here is always be networking, always be looking to meet new people, male and female, professional and personal. Be a social person. Stop going on social media. Throw away your goddamn Tinder account, go on the streets. And meet girls or boys face-to-face. Oh, well, I'm on Tinder right now. I liked 200 girls' photos and maybe some of them would respond. Yeah, the ugliest ones and the ones who hadn't had sex in like five years and probably have some problems. Dude, put it aside. Throw away, delete your fucking Tinder account. Go on the streets. See a very attractive lady. Go and say, hi. My name is this. I would like to meet you. What's your name? Think about like your professional relationships. You want to find new clients. Okay, stop treating, you know, stop spending time with your current clientele. Fire them. And and you know what's the best way to fire your clients? Increase the price. Make it double. The bad clients will immediately run away. Double your prices, clean up the space, and then boom, hit the streets. Bring, you know, download some cool apps, go on Craigslist, go on LinkedIn, start networking, sending messages to the clients and say, hello, my name is X, Y, and Z, and I work for company X, Y, and Z, and I would love to help you with this product or service that I have to offer. And do this 20 times per day, every single day for 21 days. See what happens to your business. The point is you want to become a constant networker in your personal and professional life. And stop tolerating useless relationships and having the courage. Because understand this. Most of us, we know on a a very deep level that a lot of our relationships no longer serve a purpose. But why do we stay in those relationships? The answer is fear. And as well as laziness. Because first, the fear. What if I leave this client? Or what if I break up with my girlfriend and I can't find anybody else? That's fear. And number two, laziness. Because all forms of networking, all forms of social bonding will go through what we call a social funnel. What's a social funnel? Let me explain right now. Let's say you want, you just broke up with your you know, college friend and you want to find a new best friend or you want to find a new pal to go to gym with. Now, usually you can just approach the first guy and make him your best friend. This process goes through a funnel. and At the top of the funnel are all the people you want to meet. Middle of the funnel... uh, Many of these people cannot necessarily be good friends. And at the bottom, a few will just simply come out and become your best friends, right? So all social, basically, uh, uh, networking goes through that funnel. And that funnel is when you meet, for example, let's say, for example, uh, go for dating. You approach 10 girls, from those 10 girls, 7 give you their phone numbers, from those 7, 4 of them agree to a date, from those 4 who agree to a date, 3 will actually show up on the date, and from those 3 who showed up on the date, 2 will actually see you on the second date, and from those who showed up on the second date, one of them finally says, yes, you're the man for my life. Boom, congratulations, you got a relationship. That's called a funnel. The same thing goes with sales and business and marketing. You contact 10 clients. From those 10 clients, about seven respond to your first offer. From those seven who respond to your first offer, about five of those actually arrange a meeting. From those, who arrange five, from those who arrange five meetings, you actually go on, let's say, three or four uh, meetings. From those, you will see a presentation, again, of, occurred with the CEO. And from those two, one of them will actually buy your product or service. It's called a funnel. And the same thing applies to any area of life. So you want to have that funnel in your mindset. You want to stick with that funnel and keep networking even when you don't need it that's the key guys because the key to being always abundant is to constantly network for new uh, friends and partners and business associates even if you don't need them because at some point maybe your relationship will go out of the blue and you need an option and that option must be created so that's uh, basically probably one of our longest uh, solo editions because this was a question that was asked to me and I wanted to answer it in depth so that hopefully my friend can understand the story. But ultimately, understand that your friendships and relationships count and that you are by no means supposed to maintain or continue relationships if they do not serve a purpose. Now let me repeat what I learned from Mr. Brian Tracy. Do not make any useless acquaintances... And be very selfish when it comes to choosing your friends and your partners. Because ultimately, that, as we mentioned earlier in our previous program, is what leads to a win-win relationship. Because now you see value in the relationship, you chose that person with a clear reason, so you have the interest to continue that friendship or relationship, and now you will start adding value to the relationship because you don't want to lose it. And in that case... The other person will then, somehow you will have the reciprocity from the other person and you will get it all back. And this creates a very fine win-win dynamic for both sides. And ideally, in this case, you will end up with people who are growing with you, who are going up with you, and that makes life very amazing. Guys, trust me. One of the biggest joys in life is to be in a friendship or relationship where both sides know why they're there, they have clear purposes, both sides, and they're both growing together. It's probably the most fulfilling feeling in life to be in a relationship with someone who's also growing with you. It's like one of the best things, whether it's a client, whether it's a teacher or a student, whether it's, I don't know, a partner, it doesn't really matter. Being in that relationship where both sides have a purpose to be there, and both sides are committed to helping each other in the win-win way, and both sides are growing together It is one of the most fulfilling experiences of life. So don't miss out on it. And if you want to not miss out on this, then you got to free up time and space by getting rid of the bad friends and the contacts and then hitting the streets or hitting the internet, not Tinder, stay away from that shit and start meeting new people and start networking and then see how will that transform your life and your friendships for the better. All right, guys, that's all the time we have for. I hope you enjoyed the, uh, basically uh, this program. And of course, if you have any questions that you want me to discuss in our solo editions, you're more than welcome to actually contact me or uh, Puya LJ directly to ask your questions. And of course, we'll be glad to have you uh, basically as a featured, uh, basically a listener on our show. You can even send your questions via audio. And we can actually include that in our future programs. Thank you very much. This is all the time we have for. This was... Uh, the sole edition of be on the present podcast, and my name is Daniel Mulgan.